Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and today we have two members of the hard rock band Owl, Chris Wise and Jason Achilles Mazilis, will join us. And in the second segment, we go wild with Hector Flores and Jose Cano of Las Cafeteras, East L.A. super fun band with a powerful message and a national reputation. So stay tuned. This is going to be a great show. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host on Music Friday Live. And don't forget, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. You can call them 347-215-7511. Or you can email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. So, the show coming up today, you know, we're in kind of two extremes. Uh, we've got some hard rockers from Los Angeles and New York, but uh, principally Los Angeles. And then we've got what I call the American Latin music. That's is uh, music produced by by people who either came to this country as children or were born here, uh, raised in households with Spanish and cumbia and marachi and and. Uh, uh, Hispanic music, and then they went to high school or grammar school or middle school, and they spoke English and were, did rock and rap, and uh, they produced a whole new di- kind of fusion music. So that's what we're going to do today, sort of two ends of the spectrum. And I've seen uh, the first band live. Maybe some of you saw my review of their show at the Whiskey A Go-Go, so uh, it's going to be lots of fun uh, to talking with them. Something else I, I'd, I'd like to bring up, though, before we do talk with them, and I was... Um, you know, it it still comes back to it's so hard to make a living as a musician today. It's so hard to make a living as a musician. Uh, there was recently a, a spate of articles in places like Billboard, etc., laying out all the things that are wrong these days with the music business and why it is so hard to make a, a living. So one of these days I want to talk with you about that. But meanwhile, I want to take a a quick break because I think uh, we may have a guest coming up. Don't go away. You'll listen to Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Well, we have a surprise guest on the line. I, uh, I believe it's Gabby Moreno, Grammy-winning uh, singer. Gabby, is that you? Yeah, that's me. How are you? I'm great, and I'm still vibrating from when I saw you live at uh, Los Globos, and that was some time ago, too. So oh, you yeah, were... <laughs> that was a little... <laughs> well, you've got a new show. You've got a show coming up next week, don't you? I do, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm going to be playing uh, grand performances in downtown L.A., 
um, August 7th, which is next Friday. And it's a free show. It's outdoors. It's beautiful. And and what makes it more special is that is that I'm going to be co-billing with the amazing Jorge Drexler, a wonderful artist from Uruguay that, that I really admire. And and um, I've had the opportunity to, to sing with him in the past, so this is going to be just wonderful. Well, how can people find out about it? Is there a listing someplace online? Yeah, uh, you can go to grandperformances.org, and all the info is there. Um, all you really need to know is that it will be at the California Plaza in downtown L.A., and it's free. So <laughs> just show up there uh, on uh, uh, at 8 p.m. on Friday, next Friday, and, you know, be ready to, to have a very special evening and a good time. And you might want to bring your folding chairs with you uh, because uh, yeah yeah or a blanket. Although they have, well they have they have yeah you can bring blankets you can bring picnics. I mean, um, this is my first time performing there, and to be honest with you, I, I had never had never been there, and I was just there a few months ago to do a little promotional video, and uh, the place is just so beautiful, the way it's set it's, up, and then there's like there's like a little pond in the middle it's really nice <laughs> it, you know it, yeah. it's about time I'm, I'm a native of los angeles and uh, yeah, i went to school oh, wow. downtown uh and it is so wonderful to actually have a park in downtown la like other yeah. cities do so we can yeah. now have music like you and and, uh, and and you know on friday nights during the summer there's also um and some friday nights during the summer and during the spring there are dance nights there where they bring in dance bands oh, and wow. DJs and dance instructors. You can learn the samba and things like that. So oh, it's, uh, that's fun. I'll have LA is getting culture. Well, we, we've got to run, but uh, <laughs> once again, let's, let's make sure that, that people know about it. It's next Friday night. It's in yep, Grand, next Friday Park. Night. Grand Park. Uh, no, it's at, at California California Plaza. I think it's California uh, three, Plaza. The address is 3, 350 South Grand Street. Uh, and you can we, find out about you know where it is and also about more shows coming up uh on their website which is grandperformances.org and uh yeah we'll see you there we'll be there next friday at 8 p.m okay well i'll be there and then uh maybe we can have you back we can have you back on the air and you can talk about uh how much fun it was and also about your upcoming tour you're going to a lot of great places so so thank you so much for calling in and i'll see you you next friday all right thank you have a great day We have to take a break right now. We're going to welcome in our affiliates, and when we come back, Owl swoops in and joins us. Don't go away. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm host of Music Friday Live, welcoming our listeners to the CyberStationUSA.com network and all the radio affiliates. And as you just heard, we're now on Stitcher, too. If you have questions 
or comments for our guest, you can call in. You can talk to them, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting there in your office and you've got your headphones on and you're not really paying attention to that PowerPoint on your screen and you're listening to us, you can email us. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still email questions for our guests, and we will forward them on to our guests. So, so there's lots of different ways in which you can, you can make this your show. Well, if you are fortunate enough to get up close and personal with the band Owl during a live show, don't be surprised if uh, bassist Chris Wise puts his foot up on one of the monitors in front of your face and looks down at you with a fiendish grin. Or if Jason Achilles Mazzillis <laughs> swipes your camera lens and uses it for a bottleneck <laughs> on his guitar. That's what happened to me at their show recently at Hollywood's renowned Whiskey A Go Go. Now, Al is kind of a contradiction in terms. It's a fun loving, hard rock band, but they can attack you with metal like ferocity while they make you laugh and sing. I've seen a lot of great bands, pop bands, hard rock bands, and metal bands, but none of them do what Owl does. And I can't explain it, but as you just heard, they're sitting there in the background giggling. So bassist Chris Wise and guitarist Jason Achilles Mazilis are here to do it in person. Chris and Jason, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, Patrick. This is Chris here. How you doing? That's hey, great. Hey, Patrick. This is Jason. Yeah, nice talking to you, man. Wonderful. You guys are experienced radio pros, so you know that the, um, the the audience has to be able to tell the difference between your voices. Well, let's get right down to business. You've got a new EP out called Things You Can't See. Now, I understand that this EP has sort of been gestating for two years. How come it took so long? Uh, well, there's a few reasons, right, Jason? I mean, well... Uh, First of all, I guess, you know, I was doing it in the background of, of touring with, uh, at the time, The Cult. Um, and I was in that band for a solid decade and even more. I did Beyond Good and Evil, which came out in 2001. But I've had a lot of history with that band. So it was a large time, uh, uh, large amount of time it took to uh, tour, do their, you know, promotional stuff or whatever was going on with the band. And so... To take on a full record, we felt was maybe a little big of a burden, and we'd be kind of out of the public eye for too long. So we focused in on this particular EP, and we had like a a new exciting sound we sort of fell upon writing in the studio more. So um, really, it didn't really take that long, considering the fact that we got it already released, and it's out, mixed, mastered, you know, videos coming out next week, and we've already been touring it. So... It's actually kind of a, a pretty intense schedule to keep it all together. Well, I yeah, heard. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, that we we did have an opportunity to maybe put it out a bit sooner, but uh, we really, I think we really felt like we had something pretty special, and we wanted to make sure that you know when you give it out, when you put a record out, you do what's called an album cycle, and you, you want to set enough time aside to really promote it properly. Um, I mean, you can put a record out and it can come and go in, in the public side, but we, we we really wanted to make sure that with everybody's schedule that it would work and we could really give it our full attention, which it has, and which is, and it's been great. So, yeah, well, it, a, it takes a little planning. That's all, you know. <laughs> well, it is a special album, and it's not going to just come and go. I think you've got a classic on your hands there, but 
I've heard that the process of recording this album was sort of like jamming, that you, you didn't walk into the studio with the songs ready to go. But on the other hand, there's real structure here. It seems like you did a lot more than jam until you got it right. So how do you go into the studio with a concept and no songs, and you come out with an album this terrific? Well, it takes well, years of experience, you know, in songwriting, you know, I think. And, and yeah, Jason got it. Thank you. Thank you for uh, – and thanks for the great <laughs> reviews. Uh, you gave us a great review for the Whiskey Show, and we really appreciate that because uh, you articulated some things that a lot of people can't, even even ourselves. We don't always know how to articulate word-wise what we are and so on. So uh, thank you for that. But at the end of the day, we, you know, I've been writing songs for 30-some years, you know, I've been singing my whole life. Um, I've always had a concept of, of how I'd approach the bass once I found my instrument. And Jason, Dan, and I have all developed together as a band. You know, first record was totally written for the most part. Uh, second record was very much so written, yet we kind of expanded, did covers, and did a little more jamming. Uh, this last record was, yeah, you could call it jamming, but still there was a concept for every song. We were already on to that. And to me, I think it's really tough for the band, any band, to just um, imagine vocals. So a lot of the time I'm doing my best to get vocals in from the get-go. And uh, I'll feed off of Jason's guitar line or vice versa pretty much as early as, you know, as we can. You know what I mean? Well, so we keep our eye on that prize. Well, you, you, you certainly did. And... Uh, um I'm going to uh, play a little bit of the title track here because there's a concept here, too, and uh, I think it's taking control. So this is uh, Things You Can't See. song just kind of sneaks up on you, um, and it's got great lyrics. I like the lyrics, things you can't see, dealt upon me, built in the sky, ain't telling you why. Now, now, what's going on there? Um, it's the, the storm that's brewing in one's life, really, that you could be aware of or not. I mean, there's always sort of like, uh, what, what's that tarot card? I think it might be the, is it the two of cups or something like that? Or I can't remember, but there's a famous tarot card where there's like someone holding two cups or two something. And out in the ocean, there's a, uh, there's a storm brewing and a ship sort of getting tossed around in the waters is what the tarot card is. And oh, I sort of drew inspiration. Yeah. I sort of drew inspiration <laughs> from that actual famous tarot card uh, when I came up with that lyric, and I often do research and stuff, I don't ad adhere to anything, but I read about numerology, tarot, 
uh, you know, mysticism of all types and uh, metaphysics, you know, so certain things in this song sound like a relationship and I'm mad at my ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend or whatever. And, and all of a sudden you realize it's, it's the classic struggle for power, like you pointed out. You know, uh, hearing you talk, uh, you are illustrating something. I, I try to tell a lot of my friends who are not hard rock and are not metal fans that there's concepts in there and there's philosophy in there. I mean, these, these are not people who just get up on the stage and bang on guitars. They think about it. I mean, Jason, you've got a degree from UC Berkeley. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. So I, I appreciate very much what you said. But I also noticed that in that song, you shift tempo and arrangements. And I wonder, is was that done strategically to kind of illuminate the, the lyrics, or was it sort of musical because you want to carve out a more varied landscape as you went through the song, or both? Um, well, it, it, conceptually, yes. The first thing you said was that it's um, the fact that there's a concept. See, that's the thing. I came in with the guys and we did jam, but I kept my eye on the concept and sort of like, this is, that's like a trick I sort of learned from Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, in the regard that you can write a song and create theater of the mind as opposed to worry about the standard ABC generic fit in the box, blah, blah, blah. So that's a good example of what Owl does. Well, I, I, I know both of you started young with music. Uh, Chris, you started with uh, the bass in grade school. Jason, you, you learned classic piano. Jason, how did you go from Brahms and the Baby Grand to an electric <laughs> guitar? <laughs> uh, well, I, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't discover rock and roll until pretty late. I mean, I was like maybe 14. And um, I, I actually, uh, one of my best friends turned me on to Van Halen. He brought uh, 1984 over, and it was on a cassette. And we would play in my backyard real loud. And actually, even then, though, I've, I've been air guitaring with tennis rackets with my buddy. But I was still trying to learn to play all the guitar parts on the piano. And uh, <laughs> like songs like Panama and, you know, but on the piano. And then um, I finally, uh, I saw Van Halen in concert. Uh, I mean, they were with Sammy, of course, by that point. But uh, uh, a week after that, I got my first guitar. And uh, my parents were kind enough to <laughs> kick in for that. And then my grades started going south pretty shortly after. <laughs> 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 you pulled them back up pretty... got into UC Berkeley. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it, 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 I had to do a bit of uh, work to get back on track, yeah, for sure. I'll bet. Um, the song Lake Ecobo, uh, I think, very clearly shows uh, how you build a song from the baseline. I want to listen to a, a little of it here and talk about that. In a way, 
in, in a way, that, that song to me uh, seems like, uh, Chris, that you start with the classic bass roll. You set the tempo and you keep it moving while the guitar and the vocals sort of scream out. But the bass is so strong and it keeps reasserting itself. Does that take a lot of rehearsal, different attempts to get it just right? Well, that's kind of another trick that you play in a trio a lot is where you kind of, uh, and especially an owl, or, you know, I might have the melody at the top. I overlaid some bow you might hear in the very beginning as well. Um, and then uh, basically the guitar takes the foundation while I jump on the lead vocal, and it's a similar-ish line. So what you have is, um, you know, really a pretty raw take that we nailed in the studio Uh and the bass is real pulsing and almost more classic rock and roll until uh, if you kept listening there, the next after the next double chorus, there's a bridge where I go into a bow bit. And this is almost like a classic pop song for us compared to some of the other things we do, yet we have our owl personality in there. So, um, Did we rehearse it? No, but we worked really hard to make that become a song, right, Jason? I mean, that didn't happen overnight, that one. Well, uh, I'll tell you a story I've been actually wanting to tell for a while, and nobody's really asked about it till now. But the um, so I'm a, I'm part, asking. Go ahead. No, it's it's awesome. So the, on the the verse section, it was pretty defined. Like that line I'm playing, Chris had the melody for that, and we established that. When it got to the chorus, we 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 worked on this one endlessly on the chorus, trying to get it where it sounded upbeat but not like too happy, you know. And uh, right, my my approach eventually, what I took is I, I used to be a guitar tech uh, for Ken Andrews from the band Failure years ago. And I basically, that was my approach. If you listen closely, there's a sort of a, a background guitar melody that goes over the top, which I like very specifically like took from my, what I learned from working with that guy and listening to the way he would take a, a, a different approach to a normal arrangement and make it sound like dark, but with still without changing the chording. And, and that, that was my personal approach to it. But, like, that took a long, that took a while to figure out just on my end. And then Chris was establishing his vocal line and everything. So we really thought hard. Whole, yeah. yeah, I had a whole other set of lyrics after Jason got the guitar a little more together. And then Dan pushed me for something more edgy. And then for me, the icing on the cake is always the vocal, you know, like, what are we talking about? And finally I delivered a different lyric, which was just like, you know, Dan was like, don't be nice to this person. Kill him in the lyric. And I'm like, ah, now I got it. You know, oh, I mean, okay. you know it's we are, no one's getting, we are No one's uh, getting hurt. I understand that no musicians were harmed in the production of this song. We, <laughs> we are talking with Chris Wise and, and Jason Achilles Mazilis of the band Owl. You can talk with them. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we have some emails here. We have a very interesting email, and this is from Mario in Boston. And Mario wants to know, where does owl stop and jazz start? Uh, well, you know, I don't know what you what, go ahead, Jason. You got a thought on that? I, I, well, I, I, think I can I give know the funny answer to that question, which is okay, basically when you make two or more mistakes in order, then it becomes jazz. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he may be referring yeah. to to the role of, of the stand-up bass, which, of course, is, is frequently found in jazz, and also the fact that you guys seem to improv a lot. 
Well, I think here's a good answer to the question. I'm redefining the usage of the instrument and the understanding of the instrument and how, like, you know, if you go to songs like on our first record, Pusher, I'm playing with a bow through wah-wah, delay, distortion, and I'm I'm approaching it more like a Hendrix rock and roll concept, uh, Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, where the bass is an expressive instrument just like the guitar has always been and forefronted, but not necessarily the forefront the whole time. Like you can play a background role and play a real fat groove when Jason jumps into his solo and I'm playing with my distortion on the upright. I mean, Jason, you're not missing anything right there. You don't need a rhythm guitar, do you? I mean, the thing is as big and gnarly as it gets. We got all the instruments we need in this band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got all the But see, the thing is, it, the, the concept is, too, like a lot of people say, um, oh, upright bass, rockabilly. It's an assumption. You know, we're yeah. artists, and we don't. I don't live in rockabilly. In fact, that's that would be maybe something fun and new and novel for me, but that the slap bass thing is only something, that's only one thing. I like to try all of it. I like to I try like the, the you know. The classical to the jazz to everything. In fact, we're not very jazz. We're probably more a hard rock alternative. Like we're we're really not in the jazz category whatsoever. Yeah, I, I'd say the, hard one, rock one interesting connection to jazz. Um, Chris and I are both really big fans of the Doors. And, yeah. Uh, and that that was a band that was influenced a lot by jazz through the drummer. Yeah. He he came from a jazz background, which led to a lot, I think, of their ability to have that atmospheric discovery. And, oh, they, you know, the Doors definitely paved the way for a lot of what other bands have done, including us, in terms of that realm. So the the jazz what? influence is there, but I would agree with Chris. It's not directly upon us at all. Yeah, I'm writing think, songs. I'm, I, I'm I a singer-songwriter um, foremost. You know, I wanted to add that. Yeah. I'm a singer-songwriter. I mean, like, jazz sometimes ends up ends up being background music at Starbucks and this band is not background music. This is in your face. You know what I mean? It depends on how much coffee you have. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that, that you've kind of paved the way a little bit with your, with your use of the electric bass. That There's a, a band here in L.A. that uh, I follow called We Are the West that has that when they set up their electric bass, they use an electric bass and a cello and a stand-up bass. They've got a pedal board for that electric bass that that dwarfs anything that most electric guitar players have. So I, I think people <laughs> learn from, from, from you, and, and uh, I'm, I'm really glad they are. Uh, we've got another uh, song. Like, okay, hold on. That's uh, Who's Gonna Save You Now, and I think it's it's obviously a song that only you you all could do. It, uh, but um, what are you singing there? Who is who is the who is beyond salvation in that song? Um, you know, it's the it's the kind of oh, I don't know how do I describe it in a very short answer. It's sort of a cancerous type of character that's feeding on things that aren't so morally correct. Like it's a, it's a scoff at Hollywood once you really live here and 
earn your stripes like I have and Jason has, it's like we kind of, uh, you know, we're not, I'm not looking for anything anymore. So I'm just calling it as I see it. So I think that's what, that's why this new material is really good. It's like, you know, I've got the experiences, the stories, traveling around the world with the cult, being Ace Fraley's new bass player, uh, having years and years and years of this type of experience and living in Hollywood and surviving and not turning into a complete lunatic. Only partial, right, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> only on stage, right. Okay. We just let that out on the stage, really. I think that's what's kept us sane is we can let this kind of story out. And I've seen so many wonderful, great people sort of get affected by this town. And I think it's great if you get affected in a positive way. Uh, it's not if you're caught up with the wrong kind of stuff so you know maybe there's a little message in there and there's also sort of a stronger metaphysical deeper thing again like about you know an overall overall universal message like is the planet okay and are we okay in general and jason came up with uh, that bridge in the middle you know we were looking for like a bridge on that and it created a great relief to go to the c b and a there in the middle it's like a whole different movement well, well, this, this that, is going to, I wish we had That'll an be the hour, next video coming out. I was just going to... Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, that. Uh, we've only got a minute left, and there's there's um, an, an interesting email in from Raul in, in, in New York that I really wanted to, to run past you. Uh, he, he wants right. to know, when you write a song, do you think of the bass line as a melody, or is there an actual bass line? you got a minute. Uh, oh, for for me, for sure, it's the uh, song and the bass line often is something I hear in my head uh, with the, the vocal. And that's when I got a, a, a one-two punch where I think it's really strong. And it usually happens all at once. It's rare I got the, the music first, like that Lake Ego thing was um, melody and music, even though the lyric wasn't together, so... Okay. I hear shit well, in my head. I hear stuff in my head, and then run to you know run in the house and try and figure out what the heck I was thinking. Well, well, I, well, I hear my uh, my engineer in, in in my head telling me that uh, time's up because <laughs> we've been having too much fun. We're going to have to do this again. I mean, and maybe devote an entire hour just to, to hard rock philosophy. But thank you guys. This has been so much fun. Thank Our you, pleasure. Patrick. Chris Wise and Jason Achilles Mazzillis of the band Owl. Check out their website, their Facebook page, their Instagram account, and follow them both on Twitter. And don't forget that Chris spells his name the old English way, W-Y-S-E, and Jason can be found with his full name, Jason Achilles Mazzillis. Check out my review <laughs> of their, their, new, their new album. Get their new album, Things You Can't See. And uh, you will put it on the top of your playlist and always hit repeat. This is this is going to be a classic in the rock world. Don't go away. We got to we have to take a break now. When we return, get ready to party with Las Cafeteras, and don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Well, I'm back with Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here on Music Friday Live. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love you to call in or you can email in. A lot of you have been emailing in um, 
take. So the email address is musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, I want to very quickly give you a word from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Now, you know that solar power is a huge win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar, you know, because of the upfront cost. Well, Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only have to pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, but you pay a lower monthly bill because the sun's making as much as half of your electricity. Solar City pays for the system. It, it pays for the insurance in the system. It pays for the maintenance in the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've all, so if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out about solar power? Well, I knew you were going to ask, and you knew that I was going to give you a phone number, so you have your pen and pencil ready. 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And when you call, tell them you heard about it from Patrick on Music Friday, and you'll get a discount on your order. 909-618-6937. Las Cafeteras, which is the coffees in English, is the most important fun seven people can have with musical instruments. This Los Angeles-based band brings a combination of musical joy and politically focused messages that makes their high-energy American Latin music more than just an ambassador for the East L.A. sound. They fuse traditional Afro-American music from Veracruz, Mexico, with modern rhythms and storytelling, and they deliver inspiration for community involvement in justice. And they do it in a way that makes everyone get up off their feet and move. They have been called the best alternative Latin band in the country, but I think they go even beyond that. I think that they may be one of the most important American Latin music bands in the country right now. We have two members, or I think we have one member of Las Cafeteras with us, uh, percussionist Jose Canto. Jose, welcome to Music Friday Live. Patrick, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I guess we couldn't get hold of Hector. Oh, okay. You know, I think it's his birthday today, so I think he's kind of off uh, doing birthday stuff, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think um, I, I, I'm tempted to have us sing Happy Birthday on the air, but but since that's a copyrighted song and I might get a bill for it, we won't do that. So, but anyway, <laughs> Happy Birthday. Yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll just imagine the Happy Birthday song for him. Oh, okay. All right. Well, first of all, let me say that, that your music manages to inspire both my head and my feet. So listeners who are not in L.A. and who may not know about the Son de Rocco, and in my, my Spanish is back in high school. I'm, I'm working on it again now, but, you know, if I mangle a few things, feel free to, to uh, correct me. Uh, or <laughs> if right. they don't know what the East L.A. sound is, maybe you could tell them how you came together and why you are Las Cafeteras and not Los Cafeteros. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's a... Uh... That's a that's a loaded question right there, but uh, I guess essentially we're we're a, we're a seven piece group. Um, we started out at a community center in East LA, on uh, El Sereno, which is a community on the east side, um, taking free Son Jarocho classes. So Son Jarocho is a music that comes from <clears throat> the southern Gulf Coast of Mexico in the state of Veracruz. It's a traditional music, and they started uh, folks started giving free classes um, here at this community space, and so. A bunch of people took these free classes, and then the music got really 
got more popular, um, just kind of in the area locally. Um, as time started passing by, we, we kept playing, and then we'd play, uh, you know, just different fundraisers and little small coffee shops and little events, and we just played because we were having a lot of fun, and we played at, we were playing. We weren't really a band. We were just a group of students, you know? And um, and so as, as time passed, we, we ended up kind of becoming more of a performance group, um, and uh, it, it, the group ended up being from this large class of students down to seven people, <clears throat> and um, and that's what we do. And I, I think uh, our our sound is we don't play traditional. We don't play them like our set doesn't is not comprised of only like traditional son harocha songs. A lot of it's kind of infused with a lot of the sounds and the rhythms and the music that we grew up listening to in Southern California. Um, this music traditionally is originally from like um, you know the countryside in Mexico, and uh, and that's not really that's not our reality. Like our reality is that we grew up you know, city kids, um, sons and daughters of immigrants, and the music that we play and the lyrics that we sing reflect our experience um, growing up here. And why are you Las Cafeteras and not Los Cafeteros? Okay, all right. Well, that's kind of like, if you if you know a little bit of Spanish, there's a, there's kind of a nice a little trick to, you know, everything is masculine. You know, if, 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 as long as there's one male in the group, then, uh, then you refer to it as masculine because that, that's, that's how Spanish is. It's, it's either masculine or feminine when you talk about something or a person. And so uh, we kind of just say, well, we're las cafeteras, los cafeteros. You know, we're both. And then that got really confusing. So after a while, we, we just kind of said, well, we got to decide on one. And then we, all of us come from like a social justice uh, organizing background where we always try to include and make equal like men's and women's voices, you know. And so we decided to take this stance where we um, where we're gonna accept uh, the term las cafeteras for for all of us, even if there's men in the group. Actually, there's more men than women in the group, and uh, it's just something that's that's not normal. But it's like, why not? You know, it's it's a very kind of like a patriarchal language where everything is masculine, and so we're kind of just doing the opposite. You know, it's trying to raise a little bit of awareness on what that language actually does. You know, when 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 we think about it that way. Well, here is the song that makes the last rather than the most very clear. We're going to play a little bit here of Mujer Soy. Is a is a it means I am I am woman, and uh, and just that 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 song Denise, who's the singer in that song, she wrote the lyrics, and uh, it's a song that just kind of proclaims, look, I'm a woman, I'm, I'm unapologetic, and I'm proud to be a woman, and I'm here to to represent myself, another woman in in a in a positive, strong light, um, and uh, it, it it's a song that that really resonates with a lot of the women that that, that hear it. 
um, that's 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 a lot of what we aim to do in a lot of our music. So that's kind of well, what we that's that's not the the old stereotype of uh, Latino culture, which is not usually seen as a place where where women are a powerful part of everything. Now, is this how the American Latin culture is now evolving with powerful women taking their place, or was the stereotype just always wrong? Well, <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to say where, where where things are really moving, you know, because if you turn on if you turn on the TV, if you turn on uh, MTV, if you look at, I mean, it's just kind of still, we see a lot of the same thing where where, where women are kind of just kind of portrayed as like a, a lot of times as very sexual objects. Uh, they're kind of backup dancers, the backup singers, but never really kind of, not not always kind of like at the forefront, especially, I, I think that's, those, that's especially true like in Latin music. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people who've been working at, at, at rewriting that script for a long time. And uh, and it does and it, it it is very much helping you know to change that narrative for uh, for a lot of people. I mean, we need a lot more work definitely for sure. But there's other groups that have been doing it for a really long time. I know Quetzal was another East LA band. They've been doing it for years, um, having their the lead singer. Yeah, they're doing a really good job with that stuff. And um, but we're we're hoping that that's what continues to happen. You know, we're that that's what we're about. That's what we're gonna keep doing. But well, we had one of those uh, women on the beginning of the show. We we had uh, Gabi Moreno on uh, on the beginning of the show, who's definitely one of those women, and uh, she has a Grammy to prove it. Right? Uh, <laughs> the uh, the video for uh, Mujer Soy, um, which I believe was released in uh, and during Women's History Month, follows the life of Chicana through the streets of East LA and shows her roles as a mother and a chef and a bike mechanic and a community organizer and it's really stunning i recommend everybody go look at it how did that video come about uh, whose idea was that and who put it together well we have a we have a remix to that same song it's made uh by la junta sound system here they're, they're here from los angeles they did a remix of a couple of our songs um that's out to them and uh so we wanted to do a video um uh, to kind of follow along yeah the life of um of mariana aguirre and uh, we, it was kind of like a collective thought, a collective process of showing a, a young, strong uh, Latina, Chicana woman um, in her day. And, um, you know, you, you see her routine and what she does, and it's, and it's inspiring to see that she's doing all this really cool stuff. And it's not necessary to look at her as like a sexual object um, to really appreciate what she does and, and her worth and... Um, and I think that's 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 really I, I think this goes unspoken a lot of the time of what how much that really means to to women and to young girls, you know, and how they see themselves um, moving forward in their lives, their adolescence, and going on into like their careers. Um, a lot of it's on self-image, and uh, and if I, I think if we're, the more we're able to do this in viewing our women in a positive light, then more young girls will also see themselves in that same way. Well, I'll tell you, after watching that, that movie, I, I, I look at um, young women as somebody I have to run really fast to keep up with. Okay? <laughs> now, one of your songs, uh, th- this one, uh, La Bamba Rebelde, was chosen as the theme song of a uh, Telemundo novella. So I want to listen to a little bit of it and then um, maybe Chicano, tell us
first of all, that that's just great dance music, and it's a good thing I have a long cord on my headphones because I am dancing around the studio right now while that was playing. But inside the dance beat, there's a message, and the message uh, I think I'm hearing is, I don't believe in borders, I will cross borders. So tell us about the song, and, and, and also tell us about the show that it's going to be the theme song for and how you and Telemundo got together. Well, La, La Bamba, La Bamba is, a, is a traditional Son Jarocho song. Uh, Richie Valens actually took inspiration from the original version and made his rock version. Uh, we kind of did the same thing, only we stuck to the more traditional format, um, and we called it just a little bit different, La Bamba Rebelde, the rebellious Bamba. And so um, I, I think it, it kind of goes along to what I, what I spoke to earlier, where um, a lot of the lyrics that we, that, we, that we include in our songs reflect the time and the place uh, where we grew up and our experience and our experience a lot is as, as children of immigrants is, is seeing our parents, our uncles, um, or knowing their stories about them, you know, crossing, um, over here to try and look for a better life, you know, a better future. And, um, and I think, um, <clears throat> that's, that's something that we really believe is, uh, it's kind of, is a human right, you know, where people, people need to be able to sustain, support themselves and sustain themselves and, and give a good opportunity to their, to their families. And so we think that there's other ways of, of allowing that to happen besides building big walls and, and, and separating people. Um, just like the way that birds and, and animals and the wind is able to cross because it has a purpose in crossing. Uh, people also being able to travel back and forth has a purpose, you know, for, for humankind. Um, so that's, that's why we say we don't, we don't believe in borders. Of course, this gets into a much larger, complicated conversation. But for 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 the for sake of this time. conversation, <laughs> yeah, for the sake of time, that's yeah. kind of where where it's coming from. Okay, um, all right. We're we're talking we're talking with Jose Cano of the East LA band Las Cafeteras, and you can talk with them. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. You can email us at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and you guys are starting to email us, so why don't I uh, read some of the emails here. The first one is really simple. This is from Santiago in Hollywood, and he says, in all cap letters, where can I see you play live? Oh, man. Well, we're traveling all over the country. We haven't played in L.A. too much. Um, we have a, I know we have a big show coming up, uh, I think more towards the end of the year. Uh, so I guess you just have to watch out like on our website or on our Facebook, we promote all our shows really well. And when we come back to LA, when we play, it's going to be a big one. So, okay. Well, as, as far as you're traveling, we have another one. Uh, and this is from Luciano in Miami and Luciano says, come to Miami. We may be Cuban, but we love uh, Son Jorocho. <laughs> you know, it's funny that we were supposed to be in Miami today for a filming to film a scene for that, uh, for that novella that we're a part of. <laughs> It didn't end up happening, but it looks like we're probably going to go back out that way eventually. Uh, we've been to well, Miami twice, and we'd love to go back. All right, Luciano, there, there, there's still hope there. And one other question. This is from Eddie in New York City, and Eddie wants to know, how in the world do seven people coordinate their lives and their musical tours? Oh, man, that's a chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard, man. It's 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 hard, but we we just we're all committed, you know, and so it works out. All of us quit our jobs. We're we're doing this, you know, and so so we just we just got to do it. We're, we're committed to to playing this music and to and to and to seeing how far it'll take us. And several of you have have uh, spouses and families too, don't you? 
You know, right now, right now in the group, some of us have have partners, um, and so yeah, I mean that's a, that's a constant negotiation. You know, every time we leave, it's like it's only gonna be only four weeks this time, honey. You know, we'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. All right. So, well, yeah. uh, I want to I want to play my my favorite from from the album. Uh, this is and uh, I can listen to this all day long. This is movement time. Black and brown fighting together on the day I'll always remember. And el cinco de mayo con el grito de gallo, black, white, and brown bleeding together on the day I'll always remember. Now that's pretty powerful stuff. Um, it, it it does what my friend Helvetica Bold uh, calls subverting the dominant paradigm. It's telling us our history through other people's eyes. Um, uh, who wrote that, and, and why did it get written and produced? You know, the the music, a lot of, I think the music came, uh, it's just a collective process, but Hector Flores, who's, who's reciting that, that, that verse or that poem, uh, is the one that came up with it. Um, we, we decided to produce it and uh, put it on the album uh, just because just of the climate and, and what, what inspired it. It was... Um, there was this there was this uh this this moment when Cat Williams was in Arizona and he had an altercation with somebody in the audience. It was a Latino man and uh and where Cat Williams started chanting uh something. I think that the, the Latino man said this is Mexico or something like that. So and he said uh it just got real vulgar and Cat Williams started chanting USA, USA, go back to Mexico, go back to Mexico. Um and so the context around that is is uh I mean if Cat Williams really knew how much black and brown folks have really worked together to try and improve conditions, um, both for living wage and for, for, for human rights and social justice, would he really be saying those things if if he really was aware of it? Um and so that that, that event is what inspired um us to put this thing together. Well, like I said, it's my favorite song. Uh, just musically, I really love it, but it's but it's uh, so powerful. And actually, we've, we've got some emails in here. We've got an email from uh, Mateo in Phoenix, and Mateo says, we could use you in our work to stop deportations and illegal jailing. Uh, and, of course, there was a big demonstration in Phoenix about uh, two weeks ago at Netroots Nation uh, uh, to, to do just that. And, and a lot of musicians, Irene Diaz was there and Immortal Technique were there, so... Music has a way of delivering those messages. Uh, now, I understand that your guiding principles are unity, love, acceptance, and passion for culture. And I understand that you're thinking about bringing that love and that passion out in something called the coffee camp. Can you talk about that? I know Hector's mentioned it. You know, the, the coffee camp is something that Hector was, was, was mentioning to me. I, I don't know enough to, to speak about it right now. Um, I know uh, the, the guiding principles that, that we have is definitely something that, that we stick to uh, in addition to all the work that it takes to run a band and keep a band going. Um, like our inspiration has always been to, to, you know, to have these messages in our music and in everything that we do. 
Okay, well, when I can get a chance to talk with Hector, I want to find out about that because I, I love the idea. Now, I grew up in L.A. I, I went to school downtown with Chicanos. I've always uh, enjoyed and felt comfortable in the Latino culture. And about a year ago, and, and I'm sure I'm late about this, about a year ago, um, I noticed that many Chicanos like yourself were, who were either immigrants or were children of immigrants who grew up in home at home with Spanish and cumbia and banda and ranchero, and then they went to school in English with rock and rap and blues, started fusing all those things together. Is, is that what you're doing? I, I think we're doing. I think we're doing this stuff. Um, whatever it is that we're doing, I think we're doing it without really trying to do it. <laughs> I think it's a lot of, you know, some of this stuff is, uh, you know, we, we started obviously playing uh, Son Jarocho. Many people in the band had never played any other music before Son Jarocho. And uh, so I think it's like, hey, well, can we try something that kind of sounds like this? Or, or can we do a little something that, 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 that maybe feels this this way? Or can we include, uh, like, we, you know, recently we started playing uh, a drum kit, which is not traditional to Son Jarocho music. Oh, um, so I think that to answer your question, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a yes, but I don't know how much we're really trying to be so much different or, or trying to really include all these different genres. I think it's kind of something that's just happening organically because that's, that's what we feel. That's what we feel like, like we need to do. That's the best way. Well, uh, one thing you include is, is a lot of different instruments, uh, and, uh, which I take it are, are from the Son Huraco, uh, Huracho tradition. But maybe you could describe some of these instruments. I know what a cajon is because I have one. But what is a harana and a tarina, and and what do you do with a donkey's jawbone? <laughs> All right. Well, well, the I think the the foundational I would say the foundational instrument in harocha music. Uh, well, there's two, but I would say kind of the one that 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 carries the rhythm is is uh, it was a rhythm guitar. It's called a harana. Uh, it's an eight-string guitar. It's, it's kind of tuned. It's tuned similar to a ukulele. Some of the strings are in pairs, um, and uh, it's it's a rhythmic instrument. All you do is strum it. Uh, so you don't play lead. You don't play melodies on it. Um, there's another instrument. It's a four-string guitar called a requinto. And a requinto jarocho. They they have requintos in other uh, types of music as well, um, but that one is all melody. Uh, so that's no strumming. Um, there's a the donkey jawbone and the donkey jawbone is a very indigenous. Instrument. I think it, I think they first started using this stuff like in uh, in Africa, um, and the teeth are loose and then the teeth kind of rattle. So it, it, it almost sounds kind of like a weedle, but at the same time it sounds like a rattle. So you scrape it and you hit it as well. Um, there's a we have a cajon. We we play flute. We uh, we have a, a a bass kalimba. We have a drum kit. Um, we got all kinds of different stuff, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, like like like. Kind of we talked about it. it's just kind of whatever whatever comes to mind. We even have a, a glockenspiel that we use. <laughs> we try to we try to mix it up, you know. We have a weedle, so oh I mean, I, who knows what, who knows what's up next, you know? I mean, we played oh. with the whole orchestra, so that's <laughs> well, <laughs> anything uh, possible. This sounds like so much fun. Uh, before we uh, play uh, one more song, let's tell everybody where first of all where they can get your music. You can find our music. Uh, I mean, you could order directly from us on our on our website, lascafeteras dot com. Uh, we're on Bandcamp, uh, iTunes. Um, shoot, I don't know what CD Baby. I think we're on all those kind of social media platforms. That's probably the easiest way to get it. So we're we're easy to find. We're easily accessible. And uh, you've you've got a tour schedule coming up too, don't you? 
We do. We do. We, we actually just finished our summer tour. Uh, we had dates on the Midwest, the East Coast, Canada, and uh, Northern California. Uh, we're on the road again uh, mid-September. And uh, mid-September, we have a lot of dates kind of in the Midwest again. Uh, we're heading down towards uh, Kansas, uh, Idaho, or Iowa. Then we go down to New Mexico and Albuquerque. And so we'll have, we'll, have, uh, we'll have a lot of dates. I think we'll be in uh, – yeah, we have a lot of dates coming up. But <laughs> – there's well, a, lot the, of, uh, a lot of Midwest and Southwest uh, in this tour. Well, the way I know that is as we got an email in from somebody who's obviously uh, looking at your website. This is from um, uh, David Rockme, and he's in Santa Fe, and he says, Yay, you are coming to the big NM. When and where <laughs> and what will you play? And you just told us you're going to be in Albuquerque, right? We'll be in Albuquerque, but we're also up in uh, out near Santa Fe. So we'll be uh, we'll be close to we'll be close to our friend over here. Uh, we have several dates in in Colorado. Um, yeah, we're 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 okay. we're heading up the Southwest this time, and okay. we might even All make right. out well, to Arizona for our other friend. Well, well, David, uh, why don't you uh, take a look again at the website, and you'll learn all about that. Uh, and maybe you can do something I haven't had a chance to do yet, and that's see them live. Well, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Luna Lovers and feel some of the passion that you bring with your music. That is such a, a great song. I really love it. I love the lines in there. To, uh, Tell me words of truth and mystery. Keep me here inside this memory where the grass is green and the sky is high. Real quick, is there a legend behind that, a story behind that song? Not not really. I, I mean, I think it's just that thing where every band's got to have a love song, you know? That's our love song, you know, uh, but there's no, no real, uh, no underlying uh, kind of main theme or, or story okay. behind it. It's just, just a story about love, a song about love. It's got a love song. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I have a non-love song, and, that's that, and that is the song that we are officially out of time. So I want to say thank you so much, Jose, for taking the time to be with us. This has been so much fun. Yeah, Patrick, thank you. It has been fun. It has been fun. It's been good talking. Uh, Jose Canu of the band Las Cafeteras, and that's Las, not Los, and uh, I believe they are the most important fun you can have listening to music. Check out their website, lascafeteras.com. Look at the tour schedule. They've got a tour coming up. They're going to be in the Southwest and the Midwest. You can see them live, and you can get their albums. Go to their website to check out their albums. Follow them on Twitter and on Facebook, and you'll know all about them. Well, that that's it. We've been listening. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Hernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. If you download this and you do- and other Music Friday programs, you go. If you want to download this and other Music Friday programs, go to blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed there and get them at a podcast. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be Aubrey Logan, jazz singer. And if we're really lucky, and I haven't confirmed this yet, but if we're really lucky, the Overpass Light Brigade. Boy, we're going to have to have some video on the radio for that one. These people are fabulous. I saw them two weeks in, 
in Phoenix, and they know how to light up a concert with both music and light. So check our Twitter stream, our Facebook page, and uh, we will update you on all our guests. That's it for the week. Have a great musical weekend. Got it all wrong, so I come to you with a song. In 1810, con el gran grito de pasión, se levantaron con razón. Black and brown fighting together on the day I was.